Welcome back to the Cheap Heat Productions podcast. Okay, welcome back to the show. And today on the show, I have an absolutely iconic guest from the world of wrestling from the 90s. Mr. Ahmed Johnson, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing good. It's Listen, it's really great to talk to you and I appreciate your time today. No problem. Yeah. So I suppose like we'll kick it back to the beginning. And before you got into wrestling, you were interested in doing other sports. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, yeah, I was... Always interested in doing other sports, man. I did it all from baseball to football to you name it. I've probably done it. And what was your favorite sport that you done prior to wrestling? Um, oh, football, of course. Yeah. What position were you? Uh, linebacker. Yeah. Hard hitter. No, very hard. Yeah. Hard hitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then from say from playing kind of football and stuff like that how did the door open to get into the wrestling world um michael hayes saw uh i had wrestling as michael hayes and the freebirds one time in dallas texas at the sportatorium and michael hayes told me he said man he said, you, you're good I'm, I'm gonna get you in the wwf it was wwf then Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to get you up there, man. But, you know, you hear that all the time, you know, so you just blow it off, you know, okay, yeah, man, whatever. Yeah. Um, and before that, were you doing work on independent circuits? Do what now? Were you doing a bit of work on independent circuits before that jump to WWE? Yeah, I did a lot of work on independent circuits, man. I'm $10. I about yeah, a lot of work on independent circuits from ten dollars to five dollars or whatever they can give you, you know. Yeah. But you gotta pay your dues. Yeah. And what was the most difficult thing that you find about going from the independence to WWF? I'm sorry, I'm screaming broke up. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, uh what was the the most challenging thing from going uh, from the independence to the WWF, like say primetime WWF? Uh, having a run of keeping your own stuff. When you sign the WWF, you sign your life over. Mm -hmm. Your name, everything is signed over them. So, independent, you can get up worried about independent. You know, you can basically be who you want to be and do what you want to do. 
And where did the name Ahmed Johnson come from? Um, it came from um, Stink Skin. Oh, Ahmed Johnson came from uh, Vince and them, WWE. Mm -hmm. and what, what were you known as before then in the independence? I'm sorry? Uh, what were you known as before then in the independence before you were known as Ahmed in WWF? Um, Modib, Black Superman, a uh, couple of different names, Nightbreeder. Yeah. And when you came into WWF, then you say like they, you kind of sign your life away. Do you, did you have any input into your costume design, which I thought was really cool all the time and things like that? Or did they do everything for you? No, they did everything. They, they asked your opinion. I mean, you get you get to sit in and you get to say so, but it's basically, what do you want to do? All right, keep your mouth shut. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the easiest thing to do there. Just keep your mouth shut, is it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like I I always like thought of you like because when I first seen you, you were actually my first action figure that I had when I was like eight years old. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were my first action figure in the little blue WWF ring, really old, really oh, old yeah. in the ring. The, the the durable ones, they don't make them like that anymore because I've got a, a little boy now, but I he's only two, but I haven't bought him a ring yet because there's so many little pieces. But back in the day it was just it all came together, the ring. Yeah, just that, big the ring. that big The yeah. old box that came in. Yeah, and just a blue a blue ring and a blue mat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was WWF like to work in then, apart from the the lack of, say, input that you could do from yourself? Like, what were the guys like, and what was a typical day like? And did you find pressure on, say, live television? Um, it was more like a street gang. I mean, everybody had their clicks, you know. Mm -hmm. and you have to be alone to one of the clicks to really get a push or to get in there and I didn't join any clicks. I mean, what I would, it was what it was, you know, you just kept to yourself and done your own thing. Right. And some people took that in the business as me being mean or me being, you know, didn't want to associate with them. No, I just didn't want to get in any of the junk that was going on, you know, yeah. fighting against each other and, one click have them say so over the other ones and uh, it was a mess man yeah so you tried to stay out of drama because i'd imagine in the 90s that wrestling was a very dramatic place it was drama 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 mm -hmm. and you either got in it or you stayed out of it and i chose to stay out of it because i wouldn't worry about nobody coming to me trying to punk me out mm. so i stayed out of the drama yeah what but do you think what, what do you think what do you think brought on drama back in those days was it just guys like kind of like rock stars were in the 90s just partying hard really yeah it's basically who you party with and who you hung out with or who you rode down the road with and, mm -mm. yeah i wasn't down for that brother yeah when you look at life on the road and being away from family and things like that was what that one of the most challenging things oh yeah stay away from your family thank god you know 
that you got time off, but you know, to stay in the way from your family. Like I really miss my boys growing up and my daughter mm -hmm. because I was, you know, always on the road and so busy. I mean, I was on the road, man. 300 days a year. Yeah. 300 days a year. And then, and, and barely had time to breathe. Yeah. Probably only home for maybe two days at Christmas and then gone again. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you better be there too. You better yeah. be there on time. How did it feel for you to win the Intercontinental Championship as the first African-American man on a professional and a personal level? Oh, it felt good, man. It felt, you know, real good, you know. Um, it was a mark that I hadn't even planned on reaching you know, when I got in there. Mm -hmm. But once they found out how much money I could draw, you know, then they were like, oh, yeah, this kid here, we need to put a bet on him and keep him around mm -hmm. because they had no idea and I had no, no idea how much money that would draw. Yeah. It was, it's kind of groundbreaking when you look back on it with guys like yourself and what Ron Simmons done for the business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something you can always kind of hold proud from your time there. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No matter what they say, I'm all that proudly. Yeah. I was watching a couple of uh, your promos with Stone Cold there on YouTube earlier. And uh, what was he like to work with uh, in the ring and like on the mic and stuff like that? Did you find him good to work with Austin? I didn't really have any working with him except for that, basically that one. So mm -hmm. I really can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think Vince was involved and Austin was there. I can't remember the context of it, but I just remember you came out and you were both kind of trash talking each other. Was I in the ring or was I backstage? Yeah. No, you were in the ring as well. Is that when he gave me the stunner? I don't know if he gave you the stunner. I only It was only a short clip on YouTube with, uh, I can't remember what it was about, but you, you two were, were talking anyway and going into an apparent angle together. I don't remember it. It's slightly before when I first started watch wrestling. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mm. really don't care to say too much about it because I didn't really work with the guy. Yeah, the one guy you worked with uh, who's still going, the man you won the belt off of, uh, Goldust. What was he like to work with? <laughs> he, was, he was all right, man. He was fun yeah. to work with. He was, yeah. a good, you know, a big character. I couldn't believe I, I seen him in um, in Dublin when they were wrestling one day, and I seen him coming out of the hotel, and I couldn't believe how tall that guy is. Oh yeah, he's a tall dude, man. Yeah, not taller than he looked in the ring. You don't he yeah. doesn't look that tall in the ring, but when not you at get all. next to him, you're like, damn. Yeah, man, I and, didn't know he was that tall. Yeah, and he he was there with the uh, with the without the makeup, obviously coming out of the hotel, and there was some little kids there that were like. Who's that? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, after WWF, you've done a bit of work in WCW. What did you find that the main differences between working in those two companies were? It seemed like the guys in WCW, they didn't complain like as, as about much. You know, like in WWF, if you tap somebody wrong, they will go and tell you know mostly they were just jealous and trying to get you out of there mm -hmm. uh, out of your position but wcw it was none of that 
Yeah. You know, crybaby stuff going on. The guy seemed to be either much tougher or they just didn't give a shit. One of the two. Yeah. No. Did you have more freedom there? Uh, not. It was about the same amount of freedom there, but the guys seemed to be a lot cooler there. Mm-hmm. You know, some cool guys in WCW. Yeah. When you were talking about clicks and things like that, um, one man that's always mentioned as the locker room leader in the WWF was The Undertaker. Did you find that he was the locker room leader and what was he like to, to be around? Yeah, he definitely was the locker room leader, but he was not involved in the click. Okay, he was separate no. as well. Yeah, he didn't get involved. He was just like me. And that's kind of who I took my cue after, was mm-hmm. watching Taker. Taker wasn't with any clicks, you know. If yeah. he was cool, he was cool with you. And if you wasn't, then you had trouble. Yeah. But he wasn't He wasn't involved in the clicks. Yeah. He, he was still, in fairness to him, living that mystique of the character. So he wasn't seen in public that much. And he probably he probably liked to have a couple of drinks, maybe in a hotel bar or something. But he kept a very secret life for that character as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He kept yeah. his he kept his cafe. Yeah. He kept yeah. his cafe on, you know. Mm-hmm. And in WCW, working with guys like Booker T and Stevie Ray, like what were they like to work with? They were they were good to work with, man. Yeah, real good, real good to work with. Yeah, and are you I, are you still involved with with the with the two boys with the wrestling school? No, I'm not, I'm not involved with the wrestling school at all. Okay. And people say I was teaching. I was I was never involved with. It. I was never teaching there. You know, people said I was, but I wasn't. Yeah. And, and have you taken a step completely out of the business? You you have no interest in being a part of it anymore. In not as a wrestler, but even as a manager, commentator, trainer, anything like that. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It left a yeah. good taste in my mouth, and it left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, yeah. it tastes good. It's it's good going in, but it's bad going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you get to do many conventions or do you get asked to do many of those kind of Oh my god, man, do I get asked a lot? <laughs> I get asked a lot of conventions. But I didn't go at first I didn't have my COVID shot, so I, I didn't go. But now I got my COVID shot. My leg is hurting me, you know, messed up. So I still say no, but I I probably gonna turn down at least twenty of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of money going to waste. Yeah. Is it something you consider in the future? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'll do conventions and stuff like that. And yeah, because, yeah, because there's still, I still think there's a lot of people that remember you from from the WWF, you know? Yeah. They oh, remember yeah, the character. We, you had great entrance music that Jim Johnston made for you as well. Yeah, everybody loved that entrance music, man. I love coming in. That music you just played coming in. 
man. Did it get you pumped up, that music? Oh, yeah. It reminded me of going to the ring. It, 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 it reminded me of getting ready to go to the ring, hearing that music you play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. I just wanted to kind of touch base with you and see where you're at and what's happening, and hopefully we'll see you at some convention soon, man. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, man. All right, brother. If you're going to need me again, just give me a holler. Absolutely will. We'll we'll go through your career in more detail next time. Okay. Look forward to it, man. All right. Take it easy. You too.